0: Welcome to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes and in Him, Amen. And this is the promise He has promised us, even eternal life. Paul says, For the grace of God that
1: brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ.
0: Let's break it down. To participate in the show, we invite you to submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler.
1: Well, welcome to the program, everybody. This is Jeff Dobler with Eternal Promises, and I'm really glad that you joined me. I hope you're enjoying the day that God has made, enjoying his creation. Uh, the trees are blooming, flowers are blooming, the grasses are growing. depending on what part of the country you're in, but where I am, that's happening. And we can just see this rebirth happen uh, every springtime. and it's a reminder of the the new uh, birth in Christ. and ultimately, Uh, When the consummation of all things come, the the recapitulation, when there'll be a new heaven and a new earth, we're going to see that. And so, this is like a, a hinting, I believe, of the seasons. It's a hinting toward what's to come. We will have a new body, and the earth will not be in its corrupted state. In other words, there won't be the murders and the bloodshed and the diseases and so on. It'll be perfect. It'll be perfection. It'll be paradise. And that's what we're looking forward to. So if you're new to the program, I want to establish some verses that are foundational to eternal promises ministry. The first one is 1 John 2.25, where John, writing to the church, says, And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. Now, of course, that's conditional, meaning anyone in Christ has eternal life, and the context is uh, surrounding that makes that obvious. The second promise is from the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 1.20. And he goes on to say, for all of the promises of God, in him, that means in Christ, are yes, and in him, amen. So whenever we bring up an eternal promise uh, on this broadcast, something out of the scriptures where God has promised such and such, uh, understand that all of those promises are, are realized when we attach ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ, when we confess that he is the Son of God, that he died for our sins, that he came to reveal the Father. Not only did he die for our sins after revealing the kingdom of God and the Father's will, but he was resurrected on the third day, being the first fruit of a glorified, eternal, uh, resurrected body. And so we will follow suit when we die if we're in Christ. We will not stand condemned before before God because of the sins that we have committed, breaking his laws. No, we will be acquitted because of Jesus' blood that was shed for us for the forgiveness of sins. So while I want believers to be encouraged by that, I want to share a, a, a call for concern for those of you who do not believe. Maybe you're maybe you're saying you're a believer, but you're really living a life that you know is Is outside of God's will. You're living in a type of darkness, um, repetitive, willful sin. Look, turn to the Lord because these these promises are realized and activated in faith through Jesus Christ and a living faith that says no to sin. It's it says I'm I'm not going to do it in the flesh anymore. I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I'm going to obey God. So I want you to do that because remember what Paul says for all of the promises of God in Christ are yes, and in him, amen. And this is the promise he has promised us, John says, even eternal life. But remember what John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him, keeps on believing, believes and keeps on believing in him, will not perish but have everlasting life goes on to talk about those who do not believe in him will perish. In other words, those who don't take advantage of, of the blood that Jesus shed for the forgiveness of sins will stand trial, will stand in judgment for the sins that they have committed. So if you're one of those who have not yet uh, bowed, surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, I encourage you to do that today. Because this promise today that we're going to be talking about, out of Titus 2, verses 11 through 15, is, is an amazing promise. It talks about the grace of God that brings salvation, and that it has appeared to everyone. And while it has appeared to everyone, not everyone has taken advantage of it. So while the grace of God is there, as think of the grace of God as an extended hand of help to grab you out of the pit. of the of, Have you ever been in clay where your boots stay in the clay, even if you're pulled out? <laughs> We've had that. If you've ever been in a farm, if you've ever been in uh, muddy circumstances, you've, you know what I'm talking about. It forms such a suction that you need somebody to help you get out. Well, that's what the grace of God is. It's a hand extended by our Lord, and it's a hand of help. It's also a hand of power. And it's for those who have said yes to God's power through Jesus Christ. Paul goes on to say that the grace of God teaches us that we should deny ungodliness and deny worldly lusts. Those are the negative, uh, those are the things we shouldn't do. But the positive, the things that we should do, he goes on to say, we should live soberly. In other words, we need to be serious about uh, living for God and and wanting to be serious students, wanting to be serious about our walk. He said we should live righteously. We should live godly. And he says we should do all of those things in this present age. Now, some people are teaching that, you know, the Sermon on the Mount and some of these other things really aren't going to happen until either the golden age, whatever they term that as, or sometime in the future um, when the new heaven and the new earth, new heavens and new earth are established. But that's not at all what Jesus was teaching, and that's not at all certainly what Paul's teaching here. He says, in this present age, right now, right here and now, at Paul's time it was true, and at our time it's true, we can, through the grace of God— the power of God, the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can live soberly. We can live righteously and godly in this present age. We can deny ungodliness and worldly lusts. We can live according to the Lord's will. Now, John says if we sin, we have an advocate. But John wrote it so that we wouldn't sin. In other words, we wouldn't live in the darkness and the mess that we used to live in. Well, let me go on. We're, again, we're in Titus 2, verses 11 through 15. He says this, Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us. Well, why did he give himself for us? Paul continues, that he, meaning Jesus, might redeem us from every lawless deed. You see, that talks about our current activity. We used to be people who were lawless. We used to be people who did not follow the laws of the kingdom and the laws of God. But when we're redeemed and made into a new creation, given a new mind, a new heart, a new will, we, we should desire to fulfill the law of God. That's what Paul says at the end of Romans 3. He goes on to say also that Jesus is purifying for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Now, good works have become a bad word in Christianity, but it's a wonderful word, to Paul. It's a wonderful word to, to, to James. It's a wonderful word throughout the scriptures. And I encourage you to be zealous for good works. Now, he ends it with this to uh, Titus. He says, speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one despise you. So this is a good word, saints. This is something you should be encouraged about. This is hope because there's a hand that has been extended. And if God is for you, who can be against you? He is there to help you in time of need. So call out to him, grab hold, and don't let go.
0: Jeff will be back in just a moment with some closing thoughts. Listen to Eternal Promises with Jeff Tobler every weekday. Or listen online at eternalpromises.org. Forward slash radio. Hi, this is Jeff, and I want to encourage you to go to the website
1: eternalpromises.org. Eternalpromises.org. And there you're going to find that we're involved in many things. One is this radio ministry that you're listening to, the other is an orphanage over in Uganda, and in fact, many children there who really are dependent on your support. Of course, we're trusting in the Lord, but the Lord works through His church. And you are are hearing this have an opportunity to give, to feed, to clothe, to educate an orphan. Additionally, online we have tracks. We have many other resources. We have uh, thank you cards that are fabulous. Uh, Many more things. And I just encourage you to go check out the website. And if you feel like giving, if you feel led to give, please give generously. We have many needs. And lastly, check out the teachings, the archives, the broadcasts, because we're taking a bold stand and we need you to boldly stand with us. Go to
0: eternalpromises.org and stand with us. To participate in the show, submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio or by calling toll free 888 love god That's 888 love god And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Welcome back to the program. This
1: is Jeff with Eternal Promises, and we're talking about the grace of God that brings salvation and that has appeared to all men. That's out of Titus 2, verses 11 through 15. What is the salvation that Paul's talking about? Well, certainly, it's talking about the initial salvation, salvation from the penalty of sin. But it's also talking here about the salvation from the power of sin. And that's what we want to focus on so that we can live victoriously. This grace that Paul talks about, we go to Hebrews and we're going to read something that's so powerful here. It says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Why are we coming to the throne of grace? Because we need to obtain mercy. And the second reason is to find grace to help in time of need. Did you catch that? That we might find grace to, what, help us in time of need. Well, we certainly need help, because there are many times of need that we're gonna have in this Christian life. And the only way we're gonna get through it and have power over it is by God's grace. Now, look at what he says here, that we need to come to the throne of grace to find grace. In other words, we can't do it on our own, and we were never meant to. We need to come, and that's the whole message of the Bible. Draw near to God. Come close to God. Incline your ear to God. God is wanting an intimate relationship with you. And that's really one of the reasons grace has been given, because it allows us to enter back into relationship with our Heavenly Father through the work of the risen Savior, the Lord Jesus
0: Christ. So run to Him now. You've been listening to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. You can support this ministry online at eternalpromises.org forward slash give or by calling 888 love god That's 888 love god